Hi, I'm Bella, a woman rapidly approaching her 30s. After enduring the same prolonged period of social isolation as most every other human on this planet, I was pushed to question the things that once felt familiar, boiling them down to their most basic level, like, what exactly is a good conversation? Have I ever had one? Can I really make friends as an adult, and how? So I'm digging deep to get some answers and asking some of my closest and most estranged friends for their advice on how to relearn the things I've forgotten and how to know the things I never knew. This is Dear Guest, an epic podcast, and I'm your host, Bella Carter. I decided to make a podcast where I ask my guests for their advice. I thought it only made sense to start at square one and do an episode where I get advice on advice. So in creating this episode, I crowdsourced from my community and my community's community for their thoughts on advice. Like what exactly is advice? Who do you go to for advice? What's good advice? What's bad advice? What are the effects of bad advice? When can you ask for advice? What are you risking when you ask for advice or give advice? So all things advice. And I got a lot of really moving and unexpected replies um, that I'm super excited to share with you. So let's dive in. One of the best pieces of advice that I ever received was a piece of advice that I'll never forget. The best advice I got was actually from a guy that I was on a date with that I wasn't interested in. He said something that really stuck with me and has till this day. And it was like two years ago, which is if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. Be unattached to the outcome. It's a lesson that I keep having to learn. I think it's it's really kind of an invitation to find the joy in what you're doing instead of find the joy in the end result. To never be ashamed or afraid to ask people for help or their advice. I'm an artist, and so, you know, I'm often talking with people about how to make something or how many things to make, all kinds of different processes. And a musician that I'm very close to who wrote songs once said, you have to write all the bad songs. And that has really helped me to just make things freely, not get too hung up. Just write all the bad songs. Make all the bad paintings. Advice. We've all given it. We've all received it. I wanted to start with the advice that um, people called in and said was the advice that they always carried with them. It's amazing how advice has the capacity to be this it's almost like an heirloom. It's something that we pass to each other and it can be hugely influential in moments when we need some kind of outside guidance. I'm not sure if it's because I'm an artist or my network of people that called in are artists, but I can't help but notice a thread in some of the pieces of advice that we just heard in terms of like freeing your artistic work and like the fear around creating it, like write all the bad songs. I mean, that's just, it really is so freeing or to, to enjoy the process and to let go of the result. The more you think of like, the deeper you think about it, it's a pretty profound thing and it's such a hard thing to do. 
you know, even in creating this podcast, it's an experiment in that in some ways. It's my first podcast. (laughs) What are the chances of it being great? And I don't mean that in a self-deprecating way, but maybe this is a bad song and that's okay. Um, I think one of my pieces of advice that I've never forgotten, I had this amazing writing teacher my senior year of college and I'm not really first and foremost a writer. I write, but this writing teacher I had, Kate Zambrino, shout out, um, she'll never hear this. She, I got kind of a weird, hurtful, like, review on, on one of my pieces from a peer in class, and she said, you know, Bella, you're an artist. You just need to learn that not everybody's going to like you, and I don't think she meant it, meant it necessarily in, like, a personal sense of people liking me but more so in people liking the work and the work that I was putting out there. And she also said, find your readers, find the people who get what you're doing and get what you're going for. And I think hand in hand, those are two things that I've kind of thought about as I've, I've moved forward in, in being an artist. Um, and this is not necessarily a podcast about being an artist. It's a podcast about being a person and almost learning and relearning what it means to be a person. You know, that leads me to my next thought, which is really, I think the remarkable things, I mean, what we're trying to, what I'm trying to do here is, is understand what is a good piece of advice and why is it a good piece of advice? I think with all of those pieces of advice, you can kind of apply them to more than one situation in life and you can apply them to kind of, yeah, like the granular things but also the larger the larger questions, the larger decisions that you might have to make. So I think as we move forward, that's going to be like a key thing that I'm looking for is not only what do I do in this specific situation, but how can how can what you know these these experts that we're going to have on, how can what they're saying really really influence um, maybe the, the larger perspective? Advice has such a such a capacity to actually shift how you are, I don't want to say thinking, <laughs> that makes it sound like it's being influenced, but like shift how you are perceiving things and um, handling things. But I just wanted to start off with these, these uplifting insights into, into what some of these callers carried with them. Okay, we're going to listen to some more. I ask a lot of people for advice. I, you know, ask my friends, my family. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, I ask people as just not on the street. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think that it's important to always be seeking guidance. As long as you are aware that that advice is not a directive, and I think that's what take it or leave it really means. It's like people who give you advice, they're not saying you have to do this. They're offering their input and they're saying, okay, well then it's now you have that information, but it's your life and you make the choice. It's probably the most important aspect of giving and or receiving advice. It is your life and your decision. All you can do is take in as much information as possible and then make that educated choice. I think, though, as somebody who is asking for advice, you have to know going into it to take it with a grain of salt. If part of it is, you know, because you're asking for it, I think you have to kind of you have to expect to maybe not like the advice or you have to expect to not use the advice. You have to kind of 
then filter through what's useful and what isn't to you. Off the bat, I just love the idea of always be seeking advice. I mean, knowledge is not finite. You know, always be a beginner. I think I said I think I saw Sandra Bullock say that in um an interview recently. Always be a beginner. But so I was really curious about who you're supposed to go to advice for and why. It kind of sounds like you can go to anyone for advice. This caller said they even go to people on the street for advice. I had someone do that to me once. It was super funny. I was walking out of a CVS and this person approached me and was like, well, I live with these roommates and I don't use um, paper towels really or um, I think she said like dish soap or something as well. But, you know, she wasn't using these household products and she was enraged that her roommates were making her buy and contribute these household products that she felt like she didn't really use to the house and she was just asking my thoughts on it. And the advice that I gave her was, I'm remembering was so cautious. Yeah, to ask people on the street for advice. <laughs> I love that. I mean, you yeah, you can learn something from anyone. Yeah, I think with that, right, there's the caution that comes in around, and I'm so curious about this, but I mean, there's actual, I guess there's there's research on it. And I think once you get into actual, like, if you're a businessman helping another businessman with advice, right, like, there are actual consequences that can happen. And if you talk about legal advice, obviously, you have to be a lawyer to give that kind of advice. And But if we're just talking broad spectrum, kind of lower stakes advice or, you know, that doesn't have some kind of like financial consequence, though, I guess a lot of, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to make this universal, but it doesn't, I don't think it can be necessarily. So what am I trying to say? I am trying to say one shouldn't take advice as a directive is what this caller said. And it's really up to you to take in the advice and filter it. You know, there are like studies around what happens when you don't take someone's advice and how they can basically get butthurt about it and it can kind of damage a relationship to some degree. Um, I don't really know like the research around to what degree it can damage a relationship. But yeah, I can see how it can be hurtful if you've taken up someone's time, like that's the big thing that you're exchanging when you're getting advice, like unpaid for advice is like you're taking their time. So when you don't take their advice, that it, I guess it can be quite hurtful to them. It's a little blow to the ego, I think. My favorite person to go to advice for are the elderly. They have more lived experience. I don't like to ask them like specific things, more like general life things. And it's so much more calming because it feels like you're talking to, like, like a force of nature. They can just, like, explain why everything's so confusing to you and how maybe it won't be forever. I don't have a lot of elderly people in my life, but I do love what this caller said about asking the elderly for advice. I think, you know, I would say that I still have a pretty myopic view of, of the world and my existence, and it can be quite self-centered sometimes. I have to remind myself to zoom out. But yeah, I think when you look at, at 
things from a bird eye view, which I think is harder to do when you're younger and when there's still like question marks around things. Oh, there was a writer who did an interview and she said something wonderful where she was like, you know, I think she was in her 80s and she was like, you know, I'm there. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to be able to succinctly sum up what she said. But you know, she, she's looking back at life. She's not looking forward at life. And I, I just, I, I can only imagine that, that that does something to you to really put things in perspective of like the things that really matter and the things that don't. So maybe that's something that I have to explore more too, or like, what are the things that really matter to me? Is it the accolades, the awards, the gold, the riches? Or is it experiences and friends, family, you know, things that are moments and fulfilling? Hmm. I hope the latter. But, you know, when you're younger, it is easy to to look at the material things and get carried away with. Why don't, why haven't I reached this milestone yet I mean material I mean material even in like a job title or something um not necessarily like a couch though you know I'd love a sectional would love one yeah we're gonna listen to a little bit more of what people have to say what these lovely callers who I'm so grateful for have to say when I think of advice I always think of what my dad told me on my first ever day of work. He was dropping me off at Stop and Shop. I was like 17 and I was very nervous. And he said, remember, every mistake that you could possibly make has already been made. You're going to squish someone's bread while bagging groceries and you'll probably break some eggs, but you won't be the first person to do this. And that's something that I've always kept in mind, even there's just no such thing as a unique mistake. So we're getting into advice from parents, which I think is this very special category in advice because I just think it has a huge, just a different impact on us. But this first piece of advice just really puts such a huge smile on my face. Just imagining this caller getting that advice from their dad on their first day of work at a supermarket. That's what Stop and Shop is for anyone who's not from New England or wherever they have Stop and Shops. I mean, and just like truly what a wonderful piece of advice. I actually, since listening to this, I've started reminding myself of that. If I ever make mistakes at my day job, no mistake is unique. I mean, that is just so liberating. I think that's one of the things too here, which I'm realizing kind of across the board is like the pieces of advice that really stick with us are the ones that are liberating. They take off some pressure and relieve some anxiety around things going right. You know, not missing your chance, doing it perfect the first time. But I do really love this one and just the visual of the, the squished lemons or broken eggs let's let go of our perfectionist selves 
Okay, we're going to listen to another one. I used to take advice from my dad. Like, he had some good advice sprinkled in there, but, like, I just remember specifically, and this is kind of screwed up, like, him just being like, when I was at college, uh, I screwed up my shoulder. His advice to me was, like, don't do anything about that. Don't go to the hospital. That's where they kill you. Years later, I realized that, like, I just kind of glossed over my dad because I loved him so much. For years, I carried this kind of advice, like, don't go to hospitals because my dad said this to me. It actually took until he passed away that I was just, like, looking back and being like, that was terrible advice. It sounds so terrible. <laughs> That's so terrible. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, like, it's tough to sort through advice in the past when you're, like, looking at people that you valued and loved so much and that you look through with, like, rose-colored glasses that you don't realize, like, they just don't know what they're talking about. Or they are really not looking out for your best interest, but you think they are. I really love this voice note and I'm I really I don't know there's something really beautiful about it and I'm just really thankful for the caller um for calling in and leaving this um note and sharing it with the podcast um I do love the caveat of his dad had some good advice sprinkled in there um but yeah I've listened to this clip like over and over and over again because I don't know if I can totally wrap my head around it um, when I'm thinking about, you know, who are you supposed to go to to ask for advice? Like parents, that is maybe an obvious answer. They're kind of the the first people that we encounter in this world and, you know, or caretakers. But yeah, they're the people who show us the, the ropes through life. And there's just like, good or bad, there's inherently just a close relationship there. And one that it just becomes so intertwined that it's like hard to separate yourself from. So when you receive advice from them, good or bad or whatever, it's really hard not to just like carry it. Like I know I have had that experience where even sometimes with unsolicited advice from parents, I I just like carry it with me. I'll, I'll be like, okay, that's not, that's not the piece of advice for me right now. I'm going to be my own person and I'm going to stick that. I'm going to get rid of that. And then there it is at the back of my mind, just scratching away. And it totally like influences my decisions. But I guess like the reality is as, as children of parents, it's hard to see that our parents are just people. For, for most of us, I guess. I don't know. That's just my personal experience. Yeah, like recently even, my mom was over and I had just moved and we had our kitchen like set up kind of in a, I guess, weird way, but we were just messing around with new setups and my mom was over and she was totally like <laughs> kind of making me feel bad about our kitchen setup she was like, this doesn't make sense. The trash can's on the wrong side of the room. How are you going to cook? Even though I had given her the like kind of asterisk of like, you're going to come over and the house is still not set up. But so here she is giving me like unsolicited advice. And guess what? So we had, okay, so we had like a little fight about it. And then a week later, I rearranged the kitchen, basically how she suggested like, what is that? Why can't we separate our brains from our parents sometimes? But so, 
With that being said, we're actually going to listen to a little anecdote that my mom shared. So here she is. Hi, Bella. It's mom. Nothing's wrong. I just wanted to say something about advice. Okay, she said nothing's wrong because a lot of the times when she calls me, for some reason, I just assume that something's wrong. (laughs) And I'll say, is everything okay? I know I give you a lot of advice and I'm aware that a lot of it is unsolicited. But I've been thinking since you brought it up, why so much advice from mothers? Of course, some of it is because they love us and want us to survive living in this world and maybe even have it easier than they did or at least not make the same mistakes they did. Here's some practical advice your grandmother gave me. Don't crowd the meatballs in the frying pan. They won't get crispy. Also use half ground beef and half ground pork. When you're cooking, wear an apron. Saves clothes from grease spots. And clean as you go. I also think that some of the unasked for advice can tell us something about the person. Go to college, your grandmother told me, but she did not want me to go to college in California. Are you crazy? She said, that's on the other side of the country. She was afraid and her advice made me afraid. Here's some advice your grandmother gave me that I ignored until much later in my life. She said, you are an artist and you should be an art teacher. I remember her saying that to me when I was six or seven when I was teaching an imaginary friend to draw a poodle. I waited a long time to become a teacher, but she was right. Her advice to me about teaching was good because she was basing it on who she knew I was. When she based her advice on her own neuroses, she didn't give such great advice. These last two clips actually are kind of in conversation with each other. Um, I think they like also hit on the thing of why parents might give bad advice, right? Like they're people, they have their own, you know, whether it's generational trauma or like their own personal trauma or just like fears, you know, because we're all people and sometimes we have fears or irrational fears, et cetera, or some event has happened and really shaped us. I kind of forgot about practical advice as, as like a category of advice like a lot of practical advice in turn like a lot of the cooking and cleaning advice that I have is definitely from my parents. I love this point. Well, I also love the birds in the background of this recording. But I love this point about advice that's truly suited to the person that you're giving advice to and then advice that is just coming from like a neurotic a neurotic place. That seems to be like a pretty good, like if you're in a position where you're giving advice or even if you're receiving advice, maybe that's a good filter for like determining if it's advice that you should, you should take. Is this coming from this person's fear or are they really listening to where I'm at and what I'm asking for support on? And I think it's probably important too, if you're asking for advice to be clear on it. Now, unsolicited advice, I mean, I don't know, but I know a lot of us have gone through that with our parents, unsolicited advice. You know, it's funny too, on the topic of unsolicited advice, it's funny when you're telling someone maybe like a story or something, or maybe you're telling them something that you're kind of grappling with, and then they jump in and try to just like advise you on it, and you haven't asked for advice on it. That can be a little frustrating. I wonder why people do that. Maybe because 
They don't know what else to say. (laughs) Or they want to be helpful. I think people want to be helpful. They see a problem and they want to solve it. Maybe that's what it is. Okay, well, um, speaking of unsolicited, my mom called again and left another little tidbit. So I'm going to play that too. Hey, Bella, it's mom again. What about when people ask the universe for answers? You know, when you're not getting the answers you want from your friends and family, you might ask God to tell you what to do. I've tried that. It has never worked for me. I leave a message for him and he never gets back to me. Um, But there's also like the I Ching and tarot cards. And those can be helpful. Sometimes, you know, divination is just sort of interpreting your own subconscious desires and validation. But I think usually when you're asking questions of those things, it's just because you're afraid to try just getting out there and trying things yourself. Well, that's what I think. I wonder what other people think about asking the universe. I think the best advice that I've gotten is that you already know the answers to your biggest you question. Who am I? What am I doing? What should I do? And it's just really a matter of giving yourself the space and setting aside the time to reflect on it. And if you feel too cluttered or anxious or unsure about a decision, then it's probably an indicator that you really lost touch with yourself and you probably need to focus on repairing that connection before you make any big major choices. And if you feel unsure about a decision, then that's probably an indicator that you need more time on it. And that's okay. You know, give it some breathing room and often you'll find the answer just floats by in the in-between if you give it some space. Lately, I've been trying not to ask for advice if I already have a, a pretty strong perspective on what I think I should do. Uh, these moments of clarity are pretty rare for me in general, uh, I think, as I I usually take sort of a long time to evaluate my choices. So I'm realizing um, in the moments where I have a really strong opinion on what I should do, I think it's kind of worthwhile to trust my intuition. Okay, I think we just opened up a can of worms here. Because now we're talking about really knowing yourself And then also what the universe has to offer when it comes to asking for advice. And I definitely don't have any answers here. I feel like I'm still getting to know myself. And I'm not a particularly religious person. And I don't have an intimate relationship with the universe. But, I mean, I mean, I love... I I honestly feel like we're circling back now to the idea of, you know, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a hell no, or write all the bad songs. Like, it's about fear. What are you, what are you too scared to just give a, give a try, give a go towards? Like, is that, maybe that's what indecision is? I don't know. And then also, yeah, knowing yourself, knowing, giving yourself the space to really reflect on a decision. I am a very indecisive person. It's something I'm working on and honestly, maybe this podcast will help with, but I'm very indecisive. Sometimes I have trouble deciding what to do like from moment to moment throughout the day. And like this idea of having a moment of clarity. I've only had one moment of clarity that I can really think of. 
And that was like a decision to break up with someone. And I'm trying to think about, I mean, that wasn't like an analytical decision. That was, that was kind of an emotional decision. You know, just I'm looking for the lesson there. Like, what is the takeaway? How does one find more moments of clarity? So I guess it was like listening to myself. But when I'm deciding between the like 15 toothbrushes at CVS, like, (laughs) not that we need advice on that. But you know what? That's what like the strategist is for, right? Like we have decision fatigue. So we need these like publications to tell us what we're supposed to buy. It seems like we need advice on everything. I don't know. I'd love for you listeners to take some time to reflect on these last few clips. We're going to close out now. And I want to thank you all for for coming through this first episode with me. I think I barely scratched the surface of what advice is. And I probably said too much or didn't say what I meant to say. But there's just so many like beautiful things that people shared and so many things for me to reflect on. I think I know how to ask for advice in a better way now. I think I have a better understanding of what advice is and who you should go to for advice. And I also took away some really wonderful, I'm going to call them totems totems of advice that I'm going to carry with me in my pockets. (laughs) Okay, so join us next week, okay? Because we're going to talk about conversations and how to have conversations. I'm just talking to myself in this episode, so clearly I need some work on conversations. Okay, So once again, thank you so much for all of our wonderful callers this week. Um, And thank you also to Teddy Diner, my producer. See you next time. Life is too short not to go after exactly what you want. Say it back to me. Life is too short not to go after exactly what you want. Dreams are not meant to be put away and they're not meant to not be pursued. And sometimes dreams are really big and scary, but you'll never know if you don't try and rejection is a constant in this life. And for all we know, we only get one shot at this stupid floating rock around the sun. If you want a job, apply for it. If you love someone, tell them that. If you think someone's cool and want to be their friend, tell them that. If you like someone's outfit and you're scared, they'll think you're a weirdo for telling them that. Who cares? Tell them. Life is too short not to go after exactly what you want.